I got a hot rod. Oh, and I've got the worst cow in history. Hello there, welcome to Date Fighters, the podcast where we take things that occurred on this day in history and push them against each other. Yes, we do, he's Jake, yep, I'm Nat Tapley, and together we come up with the same date, so we have to hastily pre-prepare something else. It's a lot and of fun. here to help us through the difficult times is Lizzie Roper. Hi, I'm Lizzie Roper, I'm the worst cow in history. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of disconcerting, like, I'm sort of worried that we've we've become a comfortable pair of shoes, me and Nat, yeah. in that of all the things that happened on the last two days of history, we picked the same ones. Exactly. You're like same. two poos yeah. and a bum. Yeah. I mean, better comfortable shoes than uncomfortable shoes, really. True, 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 true. So, in which case, let's go to... Not 1957 for you! Not 1957! <laughs> I'm going to go to 1871 to the barn of Mrs Kate O'Leary, where she kept five cows, one of which was called Daisy. The barn was also full of fuel for the winter, because it was October. Um, there had been a drought from July the 4th. There had been no rain between July the 4th and October the 9th. This is a barn slightly outside Chicago. And whilst milking... Uh, while she was milking them at night, while she was milking um, Daisy the cow, kicked over a lantern in the barn, setting light to the shingle and wood shavings and coals that she had stored there, and inadvertently starting the Great Chicago Fire. Um, which led to two-thirds of Chicago burning down, because most of it was made of wood. Uh, roofs at that point were made of tar and shingle. Even the pavements were made of wood. I don't think that sounds like a good idea ever. What materials yeah. we make what we walk on out of? Yeah. Kindling. <laughs> <laughs> Fireworks. Yeah. Uh, so of the 324,000 inhabitants, 90,000 were left homeless. 120 oh. bodies were recovered, but the death toll may have been as high as 300. Uh, no one really knows how many people died. Um, again, it was a horrible tragedy. All started by one cow. I believe that is probably the cow who's made more people homeless than any other cow in history. That's a good oh, question. Thatcher. Eh? Thatcher. <laughs> and the point goes to yeah. Lizzie Roper. <laughs> it's Lizzie Roper, <laughs> whose seat on the news headlines is assured for next week. Ta-da. I'd like to take you to the 10th of October, 1957. Mm. And Britain's worst nuclear accident. I'm sorry, nuclear. Uh, it was the Windscale fire. And uh, it it was pretty horrendous. So the, the idea that Windscale, uh, which was our first ever nuclear reactor, uh, it was it was modelled on an American nuclear power station um, that, that was in Boston. And what they did was they said, oh, yeah, so this is the nuclear... Uh, reactor and then what we've done is is we've uh, built nothing at all for 30 miles all the way around it just Mm. in case and Britain went oh we haven't got anywhere with nothing for 30 miles oh we'll just stick it in Cumbria so uh, they built this thing and they thought well we've I tell you what we'll do Uh, we'll 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 build a really big chimney and, and and that will keep it nice and cool, and, and that'll be fine. And uh, they uh, basically, it would have been fine if it hadn't been for the fact that Churchill had said, mm. uh, we're going to build an H-bomb, and we're going to build it really fast. 
Yeah. And I think they had to build it fast, didn't they? Because there was going to be a test ban treaty. The Americans and the Russians had decided, right, a, this is getting silly. It'll lead to an arms race. Uh, okay. So let's do an arms race. Right. So let's have a test ban treaty. So you can't, no one else can have any after 1958. Yes. So what happened was they, they were trying to process because there's a byproduct of generating electricity. I mean, you could almost argue that perhaps we were doing this insanely pioneering electricity generation because we wanted the mm. fissile materials to build bombs. Uh, anyway, they were sort of running it hotter than than it was built for. Now, there were these chimneys and, and someone made the point that, uh, you know, this could be quite bad if, uh, say, because the way it works is it's so basic. You've got these rods of fuel. Uh, they're like a foot long or, or so. And they're inside this core and they get really hot. And then when they're spent, you literally just, you know, like those pencils where you pull it out the top and you stick it in the bottom. Yeah, you literally do that. You you just pop a new one in one side, and the spent rod falls out the other side into a pool of water. It just goes plop, (laughs) and then supposedly it will cool down. And they were like, "What? What if you pushed your the point in too hard and it flew past the tank of water?" Now, part of me thinks, "Why not just build a slightly bigger tank of water, Mm -hmm. or put a slope the other side?" But instead, they didn't. And in fact, regularly, the rods would land past the water and workers would go with a shovel and scoop it up and chuck it in the water. And then someone said... They hadn't seen Chernobyl at this point, had they? They had not. And then someone said, you know what, if it broke and stuff, it's quite bad because the, the sort of the material will degrade into dust. And then with the convection of these chimneys, it will all just go flying up. Uh, and a guy called Sir John Cockcroft says, do you know what? We should put filters in these chimneys. And everyone was like, yeah, right. Don't be stupid. He was like, no, I really, I really think we should. And they were known as Cockcroft's Folly because it was like ridiculous, expensive <laughs> nonsense, quango. Uh, if he hadn't put those in, <laughs> it, would have been, it would have been horrendous. Mm. Um so what happened was the reactor was running too hot and the the fuel rods started to effectively melt inside the reactor. They couldn't get them out um, and they looked. And in fact, one of the guys went round and looked and saw that they were, he said they were cherry red and it was just terrifying. They got bits of scaffolding to try to shove the thing through and the scaffolding, when they pulled it back out, was just runny. It had just melted and uh, it was absolutely terrifying. And then they, they were like... How do you put out a fire in a nuclear reactor? And they're like, I know, we'll use air to snuff it out. <laughs> and then discovered that, no, no, you, you know, like when you fan a fire, it generally doesn't make it go out. It made it worse. It went on for days. Uh, and then they had to use water, which was scary because then you could make hydrogen and that would explode. And so they tried water and that didn't work. Uh, and then finally they shut the air supply off and finally it started to go out. The fun thing is that uh, that was back in 1957 and we're still decommissioning it mm-hmm. until 2037. And the budget, I remember reading a document about the budget, the budget for fixing this little whoopsie, uh, I think runs to something like £100 billion pounds oh, over the lifespan of this thing. Yeah. Well, you could still go and visit uh, as a tourist attraction until the 12th of September 2001. Good and then they thought, hang on, on a minute, that day, they decided, oh, idea. maybe we shouldn't let 
the yeah. public into the nuclear <laughs> decommissioning sites. Not when they can get they can get a Chernobyl much quicker and much easier. Yeah, and there's yeah. more to see there. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it was it was bad, and the government didn't want anybody to know about it because they were worried it might sort of spoil our relationship with America, and also might put people oh. off nuclear power. Yeah, a little bit. So they just changed the name. Mm. Yeah. Called it Sellafield. Much better. Windscale, never heard of it. Windscale, this, no. This yeah, is yeah. this is. Um, Do you mean Sellafield. Daisy Fields? <laughs> Let's do the birthdays. Happy yes. birthday, Matthew Pinsent, who is indirectly responsible for my entire career, given that in the first paid job I ever had, I was in a terrible topical sketch show, which had a version... It was during the 2004 Olympics, and there was a song in which they'd taken gold um, by Spandau Ballet and just listed Matthew Pinsent's uh, medals, and I decided... This, thanks, someone's getting paid for this. This oh. looks too easy. I can do that. And found, to my chagrin, that 16 years later, yeah, you can do it enough to get by on, but not enough to succeed in any meaningful way. Um, was this a little pop theatre in Little Venice? Yes, it was. It was oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, happy death day. No, it's an <laughs> awful place. That's <laughs> where I met my wife. Um, happy death day. <laughs> The greatest gig of your life. Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday to Edith Piaf. Um, je regrette mourir, je pense. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the birthdays of the birthdays. Very good. Well done. Mm. Well done. If you were writing a topical sketch about Edith Piaf, <laughs> how would that go? <laughs> oh dear. Uh, right. 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 1871, Daisy the Cow volunteers herself mm. to be the first piece of beef jerky in Chicago. <laughs> Slightly overcooking herself. It's a very circuitous way. Um, and they must have been very crispy by the end of it. That's all. Mm. It's very upsetting. It's very up. Big fires, very upsetting. Barbecue beef. But let's face it, it was an accident waiting to happen. If it wasn't Daisy the cow, it would have been yeah. Sydney the goose or something. Yeah. It's no use um, crying over evaporated milk. No, <laughs> no. Um, 1957, wind scale, now called Sellafield. Ironically, Sellafield, because you wouldn't be able to sell that no, field, you would you? No, you buy it. Um, uh, ooh, uh, well, seeing as I'm a sort of selfish um, 20th century type of kid, I think mm. um, wind scales had more um, of an input on my... Um, indulgent little life so mm. the points are going to go to Mr Jacob yes. yes I feel like that's the first one this week I think it probably has been Ugh. growing up in the marshes of Essex we were often taken on school trips to Bradwell which is another lovely nuclear power station and right. I have badges that say atoms for energy I'm not stuck in the dark ages amazing wow yeah. in fact my teeth glow in the dark <laughs> I am <laughs> everything did everything happening. did they all start ending with well in a sort of a psychological reassuring way because there was size yes. well Yes, you know, explodes well. That was a good one. <laughs> Burns, Burns well. well. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Uh, oh, yes. That's the end of the week. Does this is where we reveal what if any facts were untrue for the week? Oh, yes, we probably should do that. Mm. Oh, because I thought everything was true. <laughs> everything <laughs> ever was true, true, true. I thought you'd be double bluffing me. Mm. I told yeah. I told a lie this week. 
What was your lie? You didn't meet My your lie. wife at the Canal Cafe Theatre. <laughs> <laughs> You bought her off the internet. <laughs> off someone at the canal cafe. <laughs> she keep the receipt. Um, my lie was um, that there was no uh, train called Victoria's Tuppence. That was that was, <laughs> oh. and it didn't die from a congested flu. Oh, that's brilliant! Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, well done. Oh, well done. Mm. Yeah. And did you have a little lie in the mix, Mr. Yap? Um, <clears throat> do you remember that time I said, well done, Matt? <laughs> <clears throat> I didn't mean it. <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> oh, dear. So this is, this is working out well. This is good. I'm so sorry. I didn't... I, I did, the week has slightly run away with me there. Yeah, it slid down your leg like some very bad food poisoning. I'm very sorry. I, I promise to lie more next week. <laughs> Who's won the week? Who's won the week? By a landslide. How many? What's the point? 6-1, I think. Really? That's a stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay, Lizzie. I know you've got an absolute boner for that. Yeah. Well, this is also the week where you just turned up with one line on one day. (laughs) Wow! One day? One day? Oh, and I was so annoyed with the last two because I was so, I got that the same Roger Williams one. I was so excited about. It. I was like, "This is a really great story," and then it was like, "Oh, I've got that too." I was like, "Oh, was fine." I'm really upset that at nine this morning when I'd finished them, I didn't write send you a text saying those are my ones. Yeah, <laughs> should have got those in, shouldn't you? Yeah, <clears throat> you should have done because it would have saved me an awful lot of time. Anyway, <laughs> we'll start again <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> it's definitely working. Bye. <laughs>